Welcome to the City Rev Life Podcast. I'm Justin. I'm sitting here with Pastor Josh. Hello. Hey, good to see you, Pastor Josh. Yes, sir. I'm excited to get into this. Yeah, I'm a little afraid. <laughs> you feeling feel, fearful, fearful right now? <laughs> we're in a series on fear, okay? Dad jokes uh, are out, okay? And uh, we're talking about fear, and specifically today, we're talking about the topic of financial fear. Financial yeah. fears. Financial fears. I think that's a, a common one yep. um, that we're that I think even in today's uh, economic climate is running rampant. Yeah, right now, um, and so I think it's a, a necessary topic to do a deeper dive in, especially when you're yeah. talking about fear. Yeah. So to recap, we did an introduction to fear, kind of generally defined it, and uh, just a quick recap: fear is a common human experience. Um, fear is a response. There's something actually biological that happens in us where we have like that fight or flight, uh, response. The question is, what do you do with your fear in those moments when fear is prompted? Will you be ruled by your fear and make Mm -hmm. decisions out of fear? Or will you be ruled by faith, bringing your fears to the Lord? We talked about praying your fears. Um, when you come against a circumstance that's scary, what does it look like? like David in Psalm 3, to go to the Lord with those fears, ask his strength, ask his wisdom, his protection, and courageously move forward um, out of a heart of obedience. So that's what we talked about, the first part. And uh, for this part, let's talk a little bit about finances. So kind of set us up. How are we going to break this down for our conversation? Yeah, I think one of the best passages um, for us right now to be to be diving through um, is First Timothy chapter six. And that's because it does a, a, a great job hitting on a lot of topics around finances that I think perfectly speak to what we as a culture are walking through right now. Sure. Um, and so we kind of broke it up in, into three different parts, but we'll go through most of First Timothy chapter 6. And the way we broke it up was by ways that we think um, this fear of finances might manifest itself. Yeah. Right. Cause we talked about how, uh, last time fear is inevitable. It's a human emotion. We're going to experience it. It's more mm-hmm. about what you're, you do with it. And so really what are some ways that you can identify in your life that, Oh man, I'm, I'm operating out of fear there. I'm yeah. not operating out of wisdom. I'm not operating out of a place where I'm going to the Lord with this and praying about it. No, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm operating out of fear. And it's so easy to do. It's so easy to fall into when it comes to our finances. Yep. Um, and so one of the first ways we had talked about um, fear uh, manifesting itself in our yep. finances is this question of, am I going to make ends meet? Yeah. Right? So like, like the person who is wondering, you know, is there going to be enough money at the end of the month? I'm living yeah. paycheck to paycheck. It's a very real fear. It's a present a lot of fear. It, right in today, like this week, right. am I going to have enough uh, to put food on the table? And am I going to have this enough this month to pay my bills? And, and you kind of get stuck in the rut of living paycheck to paycheck. And how are you going to walk through all of this with the Lord? Yes. Right. So um, we're going to kick it off in First Timothy chapter 6. We'll start in verse Six, he says this, but godliness with contentment is great gain for we brought nothing into the world and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing with these, we will be content. Mm. 
So right off the bat, Paul is writing this letter to Timothy. He goes into this by saying, hey, first of all, the goal is not uh, to be wealthy. The goal is not to have riches. The goal is to not have no money worries or troubles. The goal is for us to be content. Yeah. And then it's almost like he knows you're going to ask the next question of <laughs> like, okay, content with what? Like content with... What's the bar? Uh, yeah, like where where can I be content at? Like if I have um, a $40,000 car, is that when I'm supposed to be content? Or <laughs> when I have a, a $10,000 car, is that when I'm content? No, right. he says, hey, if you've got food and clothing, you got the shirt on your back, you have food on the table, your then needs with met. this, yes, you are content. Hmm. And he makes that that statement for we brought nothing into this world. We will certainly not bring anything out. There's that old saying of you've never seen a U-Haul going being towed behind a hearse, right? Like you're, they're not taking anything with mm-hmm. them. We're not going to take anything with us when we leave this world. And we certainly didn't enter into this world with anything. So yeah. the goal is contentment, not riches. Yes. So for the person who right now their fears are you know, whether it's they're working multiple jobs or prices are rising and their job no longer is able to pay for their needs um, and they're overwhelmed um, and afraid of what might happen. In those moments, it's possible to make decisions out of that fear Mm -hmm. that end up causing greater harm to your family, uh, whether it's thinking about doing something that you know, would dishonor the Lord. That's disobedience to Christ. Yeah. Uh, making a decision yeah. to try and risk, you know, or, or, or gamble in some way, find some sort of speculative way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that financial fear for now can yield or result in being plagued by anxiety, depression. And uh, you're saying then that the goal is, is contentment. Yeah. And so when we're fearful, we have these fears of, man, am, am I going to have enough? Like we said in part one, pray those fears, yeah. bring, bring those to the Lord, cling to his promises, and reevaluate your life, not through the lens of what I want or what comfort or what things I you know would love to have, but ask it through the lens of contentment. How can I choose contentment with what God has given me? Yeah. And a great passage to read on this is Matthew chapter six. We obviously don't have time to to read that together today, but that's a great passage on Mm -hmm. anxiety and how the Lord provides for us. He takes care of us. And an overarching theme that we see in scripture is that God wants us to be reliant on him, Mm -hmm. which is really just the recognition that he is fully in control. Yeah. We don't like to think that because we want to be in control, but the reality is He's in control. He is sovereign. And we have exactly as much money as he wants us to have, mm-hmm. whether that be a little or a lot and whatever your definition of those words are. It, it right. doesn't matter. God has us right where he wants us. And so if you have excess, you got to stop and say, all right, God, what do you want me to do with this? You've given this to me. Mm-hmm. And if you are living paycheck to paycheck and things are tight, that can be scary bring that to the Lord. Yeah. God's probably trying to teach you something through that. Yeah. He's still going to provide for you. He's going, he's still going to take care of you. Yeah. I'm just reminded of the Lord's prayer of Jesus's instruction on how to pray. Yeah. And his instruction is pray for daily bread, which is, you know, in an ancient context, like paycheck to paycheck, it's God help provide enough food for today. Yeah. Give me enough for what I need. My needs met 
for today. I'm trusting you for today. And for some of us, I mean, there's amazing faith growing, like watching God do miracles come through mm-hmm. uh, that happens when we're in the crucible of, of needing to rely on the Lord, depending on him in that way. Yeah. And you see him come through. And if we seek more, if we raise the bar, then it's very easy to just to continually raise the bar and never be satisfied yeah. and make money or make whatever it is you're after the mm. idol. Right. It's never enough. You have uh, a month in savings, so you feel more control, not you're right. no longer paycheck to paycheck. Do you have right. six months in savings? Do you have a year? You, sure. You know, do you have, you can retire, right? Mm-hmm. Like w- what's the goal? What, what would be that moment where you would no longer be anxious about your finances? Well, yeah. it probably will just keep moving, yeah. which is the second point um, yep. that we talked about. And we phrase it as a, in a question as well is how can I get rich now? Mm-hmm. That's a, a theme right now. That's not new. Yeah. Get rich quick schemes are not new. No, they've been around for forever, um, yep. but they have been really prevalent now. Uh, I might have to do with the, the, the upbringing of social media and yeah. you can, you're exposed to it more. Um, but that's something that is contagious and, and everywhere right now. Uh, this idea of like, how can I get rich right now? Because money will be the answer to all my problems. Yeah. And you see this in uh, the crypto market, you see this in uh, multi-level marketing and, and these things aren't necessarily evil, no. not necessarily wrong as, but it, those markets are being flooded with those kinds of people that want to retire by the time they're, you know, 25. Or if you're getting into it at 45, you want to retire in three years, you know, like that's the whole goal for a lot of people that get into it. And it's a trap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, and it, and you know, it could end up just hearing, you hear one story, someone who they struck gold, you know, in this way, or they went to the moon in this Mm -hmm. way or that way. (laughs) And then it's enticing whole groups of people to risk and make poor decisions, like just unwise decisions with what for them is maybe a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, and it's with this impulse. And I would trace that back to fear. There's a fear underneath that mm-hmm. that's ruling and dictating that. So, yeah, why don't you read that uh, First Timothy 6 passage? How it yeah, continues. it continues in verse 9, and this is pretty direct by Paul. He says, But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pains. I mean, it doesn't get any more direct than that. Yeah. For those who desire to be rich, they fall into temptation, into a snare, into senseless and harmful desires, and it plunges people and to ruin and destruction. Yeah. And I, I think that's a word for anyone right now who is uh, looking for that financial security and something yeah. that is advertised as a get rich quick now or retire in a few years type of thing. Yeah. You got to stop and say, all right, am I going to join that out of fear? Mm-hmm. Or am I going to join that because it's something that I think God is actually calling me to? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, my temptation with, with a passage like this, first Timothy six, nine through 10 is to try and find a way to dull it Mm. or not make it as potent (laughs) as it is, or, 
You know, some, there's some passages of scripture yeah. where, where we read it and then our initial response is, well, what he actually means is not, you know, <laughs> yeah. he's not actually saying what he's saying mm-hmm. because they just so strike us. But here he is saying that if you have this lust in you to be rich, if that is what you're operating by, then he is saying you're falling into a snare. Mm-hmm. There's a trap. There's a trap that's being laid for you. If that is your pursuit, that's what your life is aimed towards and being ruled by. Uh, you know, scripture, scripture, the the a theology of money, if you will, money is neither evil nor good. Right. right? It is neutral. Neutral. Right. Mm-hmm. It's what you do with it. However, the love of money, the lust for money, to yeah. be driven by money, for it to be your master will drive you into all kinds of evils and step on all sorts of people along the way in the process and pursuit of more. And so there is a warning here and a caution here. So if we see that creeping up in us to be mindful uh, uh, and to take heed of that warning and come back to contentment. And it's helpful to kind of stop and do a sober self-assessment of yourself in that moment if you see this desire coming out to jump into something like that um, and you know it's from a place of wanting to be rich, yeah. stop and say, all right, wh- wh- why do I want to be rich? What What is it that's compelling me to that place? You yes. know, is, is the money going to bring me something that I think will solve an issue or give me something I've always wanted? Because chances are those things you're looking for in money are actually things that God is looking to provide in you. And so he's not going to give you the money because he knows it's just going to lead you further astray from him, which is yeah. what he's alluding to here. Yeah, You're supposed to look to God for, for those things and things like popularity and confidence and comfort, security, mm-hmm. success, people pleasing, all that stuff. And, and yeah. so much more yeah. we'll look to money for. Um, but God is saying, Hey, yeah. you can look to me for that. Um, third question, third and final question that I think um, people should ask themselves and what oftentimes fear manifests itself in when it comes to finances is, am I going to be able to retire? Yeah. Um, finances for later, you know, am I going to be able to stop and and at mm-hmm. some point from working and live that American dream and the retired life and sure. uh, spend my days on a beach somewhere? Um, and this is being brought up a lot right now because we're the, of the, where the market is, yeah. you know, right now it's down at the time of this recording. Um, our 401ks likely are down. Our investments are down. Cryptocurrency is down more down, yeah. <laughs> you know, everything is down that people are putting their money into. Yep. Uh, so there's a lot of fear, uh, and the housing market at the same time has exploded. Yep. You know, we're here in South Florida, um, but all across the country and most places it exploded. Um, but here, and we continue on in the first Timothy six and verse 11, he speaks to this. He says, but as for you, O man of God, flee these things. He's referring to what we just talked about and pursuing uh, pursuing love of money. Yes. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness, fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So he's saying, Hey, flee the pursuit of money and riches, mm-hmm. pursue these things. Mm. And that's sobering for us that are, are have set our, our eyes on something down the road, whether it be a decade or four decades down mm-hmm. of, of this retirement and this life that we're starting to imagine for ourselves. Um, he's saying, flee those things. 
-hmm. pursue godliness, pursue righteousness, pursue faith and love, pursue him. Yeah. Right. And then he continues in verse 17, as for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. Mm -hmm. It's another one of those passages like you said earlier, that you could easily dole down. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, if you make somewhere between thirty and forty thousand dollars a year here in North America, you are in the top one percent of wealth in the world. Mm. So when we read that passage, we have to we got to perk up. We got to open our ears. Yeah, that's us. Right, we are the rich mm -hmm. in this present present age, and he's warning us that there are snares that we can fall into. Pursue godliness. Pursue him. Yeah, that's good. So that person who they're they're fearing that financial uh, situation for later, their retirement. Um, again, these are things that it's wise to invest. Yeah, it's wise to it's save. Not bad. It's wise to leave an inheritance for your children. That's yeah. biblical. Um, we shouldn't be spending everything that we that we make if we can save and set aside. There's there's wisdom in that. Yep. We ought to invest in that. In fact. I mean, it, there's incredible stewardship that's employed mm -hmm. in believers in Jesus who are wise with their money, stewarding it well, and then being able to be incredibly generous yeah. in, in ways that are amazing. Uh, we were at a, uh, a Church United gathering, and there was a businessman speaking about his family uh, mission statement. Hmm. And it was one of the uh, Hobby Lobby family uh, workers, uh, who's a part of their executive team, one of the owners and their family mission statement at Hobby Lobby is something along the lines of, you know, to experience intimacy with Jesus and live a life of radical generosity. Mm. And they were talking about these initiatives that they're getting behind, uh, his family that, that are incredible doing amazing things in the world. Yeah. Right. Yep. And I praise God that there are, uh, you know, people in the, the kingdom of God that one of the gifts that God has given them is financial resources yeah. to be able to just yep. do incredible things. And that's, that's amazing. However, what we're saying in this is when fear starts to be the thing that becomes our master and the deciding factor for what we do, yeah. we have to cue ourselves and say, okay, Jesus is my master. My trust is in him, not on the uncertainty of riches. And, uh, you know, we're told in first Timothy six, Word of do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share. Yeah. So how can we do that? How can we live in that kind of manner? Yeah, that's so good. I think you summed it up well. The three things that you see throughout Scripture that we as Christians are called to when it comes to being godly stewards of our finances, stewardship, contentment, and generosity. Yeah. And nowhere in there does it say you're going to be the richest person to ever live. Mm -hmm. While you see that in Scripture, there were some people that were the, that were believers sure. that were the richest to ever live, um, and God does bless some people with financial um, blessings more than others, and yeah. that's His own prerogative. But what we're called to is stewardship, Steward. contentment, and generosity. Yep, and and each of those things are possible for everybody. Yep. You know, the the widow at the temple that Jesus said, watch, you know, mm. look at her extravagant generosity mm -hmm. who gave one little little penny. Mm -hmm. um, generosity is something accessible to all of us. Contentment is accessible to all of us if you have food and clothing, Paul says. Yep. If you don't have those things, then Paul gives you a pass, he says. Then, yep. you know, but those are things that God says, Matthew 6, that if he clothes the lilies, if he feeds the birds, then he'll take care of you. And mm -hmm. then stewardship. Am I managing the resources God has entrusted to me as a steward and doing it in a way that 
provides for my family, cares for them, has their needs met, has them flourish, and blesses others? Mm. That's the question. So we hope that this uh, podcast episode has helped you think through uh, how to navigate fears when it comes to finances. And for now, we will see you on the next episode of the City Rev Life podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the City Rev Life podcast. Feel free to subscribe and leave a rate and review. And we love it when you share it with your friends on social media. So don't forget to tag us at cityrev.church. If you're interested in more resources, download our City Rev Church app and follow us on social media. Thank you so much and have a great day.